it's time. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here at the Low Fact Podcast. And just in case you don't know what we are, we are the unresearched opinions of two culturally insignificant dudes. <sighs> Sigh. That was Matt, and I am Dave. And we are, we are in the studio. Uh, drinking beer and smoking up shit. Well... You need to clarify that statement because we're not smoking shit. That would be kind of hard to do, wouldn't it? And smoking shit is pot, bro. Oh, well, I can't smoke that shit. I know. So anyway, uh, by the time this goes up, it will be pretty close to uh, the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to wish everyone a happy 4th. Hope you had a happy 4th or will have one, depending on when this goes up, I suppose. That just reminds me of being in your neighborhood on July 4th, it's like years the, back. It's like the Battle of Fallujah every year. Yeah, or Beirut or something. Dude, every year. 4th of July, New Year's Eve, Chinese New Year. What is it with the people in your neighborhood, man? They love them some good fireworks. Because it's not, like, this neighborhood, the neighborhood I live in, it's barely an issue. Whereas in your neighborhood, it goes on, it seems like it goes on for hours and hours and hours. I live in one of the I live in an ethnic neighborhood, which is the best kind of neighborhood there is to live in. <laughs> How are those fireworks even legal? Though? Don't think they are. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure they have got they've got howitzers out there or something. Dude, it's it's like the ground. It, it feels like an earthquake. Yeah, it's kind of fun, isn't it? No, it's scary. Oh, don't be such a. Did you say something? <laughs> No, I really didn't. I think there might be some barking spiders in here. Oh, so you, you're just going to be doing that, huh? No. Just assault us with your bodily functions. Ah, oh, I'm tired, bro. I'm tired of you assaulting us with your bodily I'm functions. I'm tired and we haven't even started doing it. So anyway, I, guess. Uh, I was kind of what I was wanting to talk about at the very beginning was that uh, you might need to air out the studio or something. Oof. <laughs> Cause uh, so, I was having a I was having a thought with all the because you and I have been talking a little bit about uh, the 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 credentialing process, Ugh. especially within our government, and that got me to thinking about credentialing processes throughout time, mostly in like uh, Asia, like Korea, Japan. Okay, in up until really the turn. Well, yeah, even so you're even talking about political creden- credentialing or just credentialing in general. Credentialing, especially for the government. Okay, like bureaucrats and shit. Yeah, and and uh, from what I know, and th- that's what got me thinking about about the Asian stuff and how these these nations basically got their butts handed to them by smaller populations with better technology. Like Japan? Well, like China. China by Japan. By England. And Japan. But first by England. Okay. And it was kind of, you know, it, 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 it was it was a little... I don't even know what the word is. I was just a little taken aback. Because China is, for most of its existence has been a superpower 
And in the 1850s or whenever it was, when they had the Opium Wars, that's when Hong Kong came into existence and why Hong Kong was like a British colony up until 1999. Okay. Or 97, 97. Right? It's not really that long in the big scheme of things. Yeah, well, in the big scheme of things, I mean, China's been like the show. For what? I, thousands, thousands of years. years. Yeah. You know, it was it was the 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 hegemon or of of its area for a good long time. Silk Road, right? Yeah. So that's like five hundred, six hundred years ago. Yeah. And and is if if I remember correctly, the credentialing system in the in the bureaucratic system was basically based on Confucian philosophies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that look you gave me. It was really funny. Oh. And so I was I was just sitting there going. You know, first of all, you know, without going into much detail, you know, yeah, the government, the governments in China were basically rotten. Every one of them. And I was like, well, how, why was it so easy for an opposing force with, you know, slightly better technology to take over these gargantuan empires? I mean, Aztecs, Incas. Chinese, um, you know, I would include the Japanese and the Koreans, but they were they're tiny countries and they didn't have like much influence. But even even the Inca Empire, right, in South America, mm-hmm. super huge. Yep. And according to one, according to one uh, account, when there was, there was a battle, and it was basically like twenty four thirty guys on horseback, uh-huh. and they just annihilated. A few thousand Inca warriors. I find that I like I. I mean, I get. I guess they had they had armor and they had armor and horses and horses, right? They had horses, or maybe pikes. Well, even if they had like the lances and stuff, I mean, they had horses, which none of the none of the Inca had seen before. They were just like, Ew. so maybe they were just freaked out by the horses. They were, but you know, something like twenty four guys, twenty four thirty guys even mounted on horseback. And this is back in the era when they probably had like arc buses. But they probably thought these guys were like godlike or something. Well, they definitely helped. They definitely hadn't seen them before. Right. But you know, these, these people were, these people were hand to hand combat warriors, man. I mean, okay. So they had like maces. I and find stuff. it hard to believe that like thousands of warriors couldn't take down guys even on horseback, but. Well, as a side note, that's kind of a, that's kind of an illustration of the effect of fear. I mean, it's a different kind of warfare. All you know, all the stuff that that people throughout history have been talking about and everything. But it's also the fear factor, right, of going up against an enemy you've never seen before on top of animals you've never seen before. Well, I guess it was like that with a lot of with a lot of people fighting the Mongolians as well, right? Horseback, different style of warfare, probably never seen them before. Uh, in terms of like in the steps, the Europeans. like like Genghis Khan type things. Yeah, but they still had siege warfare, so that was something yeah. they understood. Yeah, that's true. But then going back to the Confucian thing, because Confucian philosophy is, as I understand it, is is very hierarchical. And as a philosophy, it's totally fine. You know, it seeks out harmony and stuff like that. Right. And so using that, using the study of that to determine how, whether or not you become part of the bureaucracy and, you know, how far you go up and whatnot. And as I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like, what if it wasn't the philosophy, but just us? Like the, the philosophy is intact or sound, but it's just the kind of people that. 
Well, just people. Because... But it's not just people. It's the kind of people that would gravitate to be in those roles, though. Yeah, see, that's where you and I have a little bit of a difference of, of opinion and philosophy. I think you're more along the lines of people are generally good, or people are good is kind of what you like to believe, mm-hmm. um, you know, without having to do much more than that. And my philosophy, as, as we've kind of talked about it and I've thought about it more lately, um, you know, at the gym while I was working out and stuff like that, has been, is that it's, Oops, not, it's not a matter of, you can't stop. Is, is my is my thing you know you you can't get to a, a point where like okay this is good now I just have to maintain and I just like that's I, I don't I don't think that's the case you always have to keep persevering keep fighting if you will if you want to use my idea of what a man's purpose is is to fight and there are more than one ways to fight and one of the ways to fight is to Fight to stay good, <laughs> to be and stay good. Right. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff that a lot of the words and the ideas and the opinions that get thrown out by people like, uh, like my favorite is, you know, people just trying to make a living. They're just trying to, they're trying to do what they can to make a living, keep their family fed, bread on the table, blah, blah, do da, do da. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, okay, yeah. But you ask anybody and they're just going to say the same thing. You ask somebody who's a murderer for a cartel or a criminal organization and they're going to be like, well, look, I'm just trying to do what I can, keep my family fed, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And the reason why I thought of that was because... You get with your extreme examples again. It's not extreme. It's not extreme. Okay, let's drug dealer. But it's not extreme. I mean, look, I remember I remember seeing something about uh, child trafficking. Yeah. You know, kidnapping people and putting them in kidnapping young girls and yep. putting them in whorehouses in India. Right. And how a lot of them are pretty much caught and kidnapped from the northern parts, even like you know close to Mongolia, Nepal, really? places like that. Yeah. And somehow, and I don't know if it was a plant or something to try and and and, and you know tug at the at the heartstrings of the viewer, but there was a guy who was who was who admitted that's what he did. He he goes out and he grabs little girls to sell them to whorehouses. Right. And he was like, hey, I'm just doing what I can to get by. You know, like, oh, why are you picking on me? I've got limited options, and that's one of them. Is kind of like wow. the, the message that I think that the, the director or the filmmakers are trying to portray. Yeah. And they asked him, do you have a daughter? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what would, you, what would you do if someone did that to your daughter? And he was like, oh, I'd kill him. And, of course, that was supposed to be the aha moment of like, oh, well, you know, you know what you're doing is evil. But to me, I was like, and I was like, okay, yeah, but that that can be, that can be put forth in anything. That just shows that people are. I guess it just shows people are self interested. I mean, they, they're just about their own interests, and they can't really kind of stand outside themselves and and say, well, you know, I I think you can. This is a bad thing. I think you can, and I think you should. But that's not something that just kind of happens one day, and you're like, okay, well, now I've hit goodness or social responsibility now everything's fine but what does this got to do with the fucking credentialing okay so we don't have much time doesn't matter so even even though 
and and that got me to thinking about the credentialing in the United States, right? Because basically, if you're going to have anything to do in in the government, yeah. like the higher level of government that you want to go to, you kind of have to have certain things, and one of them is an Ivy League education from either Harvard or Yale, right? But there's no philosophy, or there or is there? Do you have to have a well? That's let me tie those two together. So the reason why the, Confu- the Confucian philosophy kind of failed for those other cultures that I'm talking about is because I believe that the people in doing in doing what they do to get the power that they got to put to pass down to their sons, which was always sons back then, right, was you know do well on the test or whatever you get in the, get in the government and now you can like you know get whatever you want, right? The the people lost sight of the purpose of the test right because if you're if you're if you're if you're basing your 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 government your your social life your country whatever on a philosophy number one that philosophy has got to be pretty good and number two you have to always go back to the philosophy you know like that the the like like the thing that you see in a lot of businesses there are two rules in the business number one the customer is always right rule number two is go back to rule number one uh-huh. Well, that's kind of like the thing you got to do because a philosophy that, that encourages harmony and hierarchy, which is essentially what I, what I feel a Confucian philosophy is, it's all about, it's all about harmony and, 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 and hierarchy. And there's a, there is a responsibility on the people that are higher up in the hierarchy, you know, so, and it, and it, and it starts from like the family unit, right? So the father is supposed to take care of his family. And the emperor is supposed to be like that. He's supposed to be the father of the nation. Right. And all, all kingdoms are like that. So it's, the, it's not like the philosophies were wrong. It's that you get in there, you get a little taste. But what is the, I mean, what is the, we don't live in a kingdom. No. So in the United States, the whole, the whole point of like either going to Harvard or Yale. And if you think about it, since this country has been around, the elite, the the richest, if you will, but the most prosperous has sent their sons, and for the longest time it always has been sons. Now it's you know daughters too. They they go to Harvard or Yale and they learn. But what do they learn though? That's the point. I mean, they're not education has education is now not what education should be, and so now instead of instead the 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 credentials the credentialing process is still there. But what you but the credentials you're getting are crap. I mean, we've come across Ivy League people here in LA. I've come across Ivy League people all over the place, and, and none of them say not that impressed. Ever with most of them, exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, but I ceased being I ceased being impressed many years ago. So, but it just it leads to disastrous results. Something might have changed. Something might have changed. Putting people in those positions when they're not, they're just not up to the job, you know? I mean, I feel like it's hard to know because like when I was younger, I mean, I was a kid, right? So when you're a kid, you're not making an assessment, oh, this person's not up to the job where they are. Mm. You know, like people in the 80s or whatever. But I just, it's again, it just feels like the downhill trajectory again with people, right? Um but it's really funny because the people who are on the right are basically saying what everybody on the left was saying when it was Trump's administration, right? Like it's the same, it's the same shit being said. 
oh, they're not qualified for the job. They can't do the job. They're fucking this up. Same thing happened under Trump. Everybody on the left was saying that. Now everybody on the right is saying that about the current administration. So I'm just like... Well, the people who think that they run the levers are basically the same kind of people. They just put on different jerseys. So, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they're, they're messing stuff up. But I'm like, were, were the people under Trump a lot more competent? I don't know. Or are they all are they all cut from the same cloth so they're all equally incompetent? I fucking don't know. Oh, I th- I think I think that statement has a whole lot of things that you need to kind of unravel there that I don't I don't particularly have time or desire to try and do. Right. But uh, with without seeming like I'm I'm you know casting aside what you say. Well, we don't have time. Like I again I again say that I think that at a certain point. You know, in in the in the in the in the hierarchy, you're basically the same type of person with wearing a different jersey, because the way our government is set up, the populace supposedly sends you out there, right? So now you need to pick you need to pick a side that you want to appeal to, and put on their jersey. But these people are also supposed to have some kind of values, right? I mean, like like in your example of China. They lived, hopefully, according to Confucian philosophy, which had some values built into it. I don't know what values these... Like, I don't feel like these people have any values. I think eventually the value you have or the values you you take to heart are the values of more. All they care about is staying there and they want to look, like, look good in the eyes of the populace because they don't want there to be a freaking, you know... Revolution? Yeah. Well, yeah, in, in a situation like, like one here where the populace supposedly sends you out, you know, keeps you, sends you out so you can play. But that doesn't, I don't <clears> think <throat> that's what happened, what's happening though. Like these, it's not the populace making these like appointments to the White House. It's, it's Joe Biden and co. Right. This is deciding. a, this is a, this is a Republican form of government. You pick. You pick who want who you want to put on the jersey, and they pick how they run the country. Supposedly, the way you want them to run it. Well, it doesn't seem to be working very well. I think it really depends on which side you're on. You know, which which jersey you've got on. Well, I think they're all on the same team, though. Well, that's my point. At a certain at a certain point, when you're in those roles. Because these are these are multi generational folks, right? Nancy Pelosi isn't her, the first one that got out there. Her dad was the mayor of Baltimore. She moved to California with her husband. There was an empty seat, congressional seat, and so, and it was a seat that even even according to her, I I, I read something that's like you could you could you could put a you could put a can of soda in, up for that seat, and if you're if you're a Democrat, it will win. So she got it. She was in a very safe seat, mm-hmm. and she's been and she's been going back for years and years and years. Liz Cheney, she didn't just she didn't she didn't just pop up somewhere and was like, oh, I want to go into politics. Yeah. Uh, the current governor of uh, of uh, is it New Hampshire? Whoever Sununu is, right? You know who his dad is? No. Well, his dad is Sununu, <laughs> who was big in the Republican Party. He worked at Reagan, Bush. Ah. Uh. Um. You know, even you know, uh, there there are 
I, I think I think the woman in Alaska, the senator from Alaska, Markowski, uh-huh. that used to be her dad's seat. Oh. There must be some outsiders, though. Sure, and if they want to stay, if they if they want to come in and stay, they got to play the tune. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them don't stay. They come in and then they're gone again. Yeah, yeah. The ones the ones that stay, they got to play the game, whatever game that is. That those guys set the rules of who they want to play with, and you either you either come on board or you don't. The Clintons are the only ones that I can think of that weren't like some kind of political dynasty, mm-hmm. but. No, they are. They are. And, you know, say I can say whatever I want and badmouth China all I want, but they got great skills and strategy. If you think about China even, you know, everybody that's in a that's in a high position now, they are the children of people that was part of Mao's long march. Hmm. And before that, they were the people that were in the long march. <laughs> like uh Deng Xiaoping, Mr. Mr. Sorbun, mm-hmm. long march guy. Wow. Uh, Xi Jinping, dad, long march guy. Bo Lai, who's sitting there rotting in prison right now, who'll probably get out sometime. His dad, long march guy. How old is Bo Lai now? He's got to be in his 60s. Yeah. However, however old uh, Xi Jinping is. When did they imprison him? I want to say four or five years ago, maybe. Okay. And he's got a son. Who happened to go to Harvard? Who's living in Canada? Who's just waiting to go back? Yeah, yeah. So you know the whole point—the whole point of what I was going to say—and it was my message for America, but it's also a message for life. And you know, I love—I love how how the the pundits, especially the the, the right wing pundits, are talking about how the left is relentless. Well, you know what the the progressive. Pr- Pundits say how the right is relentless. But that's what you've got to be. There's no, like, getting to a point and stopping. It's not like you can sit there. It's not like dieting where... Well, it is like dieting, right? You can't just lose 20 pounds and be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Because if you don't die that day in another year... You're going to be fat again. Yeah, or fatter. So it's a constant thing. And that's that's what... I think that's what was meant when Thomas Jefferson was saying something like the tree of liberty needs to be pruned or whatever or has to be fed with blood or every now and then, blah, blah, blah. Or, or, or like the, 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 the Soviets with the constant revolutions. That was just a reminder. Look, you can't just stop. Right? You can't just get to a point and be like, oh, okay, life is good now. Everything is going to be great. No, because we have this propensity to want to cheat, to want us to... Because cheating is actually incredibly fruitful. Yeah. If you are, if there's a very few number of people, you know, like if you have a hundred people, only two or three of them, maybe even five, can cheat. And, you know, they'll live great, supposedly on the outside, live supposedly fruitful lives. But if all of a sudden everybody else is like, those fuckers are cheating, I might as well cheat. And if it turns into 50 people cheating, now all of a sudden you got a problem. I mean, that's, uh, that's why, uh, that's why I think you have a big problem with uh, clergy that I don't have. Well, they're not supposed to cheat. Well, nobody's supposed to cheat, but the problem the, the problem is, well, they've, they've got their credentials. Now they're good, right? It's like, no, faith don't work like that. So you think it's the credentialing that ruins people? I think it's the complacency that ruins people. Because I feel like the credentialing is bullshit. 
Well, you it got, doesn't mean anything. You got to have a system to pick. Number one. Yeah, but like you're picking the wrong people. Were they the wrong people at the beginning? When did the wrong people start coming in? Probably, probably the second person, right? The minute somebody saw, oh, that those guys have a really good gig over there. Let me get in on that. Yeah. But you know, one of my favorite examples is Huey Long. Yeah. Well, we talked about Huey Long. You know who he is, right? I do. So you know, there you go. Even Johnson. You know, uh, I'm going to help out the poor, the downtrodden, the blah blah. Get in. What is what does he do? Well, Huey Long became one of the most uh, corrupt people in government. But you know, Johnson just at the height at the height of his power, he thought it was just great to sit there and take a shit and make reporters watch him do it. Did he do anything though for the downtrodden? Well, he did. Like, I don't care whether or not he sits on a shitter and talks to journalists. Well, but. he did have the Civil Rights Act, which which they they try to say was this great thing, but there are people that are saying, well, that thing just happened to ruin the people that he was trying to help. Right. Yeah, I just I, I just felt like these people open their mouths and stuff comes out, and I'm just like, I don't want to listen to anything they have to say because it's all, you know. Yes. Well, that's because your that's because your eyes have been opened. I was like, but I don't even want to listen. I don't want to even want to hear it though. Because your eyes have been opened. <sighs> How's that help though? Well, you have to kind of help other people open their eyes, maybe. Yeah. What you do? How does that help? Is what you is what you decide to do with it. Well, uh, right. You can't just you can't just have your eyes open and be like, okay, well, my eyes are open now. The problem is solved. Everything is great. I think, but. A lot of your eyes opening is just saying, I'm not going to play anymore, but... Oh, uh, and, 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 you know, they can't, you can't have none of that. So... I mean, think about what happens when people are like, I just don't want to waste my vote. Oh, you can't not vote. You have to play. It's your duty to play. You got to do this. I mean, think about it, right? My vote doesn't count or isn't counted. Well, let's then figure out a way to make it count. Well, then you got to change the fucking system. Wow. I don't know you have to change the whole thing. See, you, you, you seem to take a really dim view of stuff on how to eat an elephant. <laughs> and all you ever say is, oh, my God, I can't eat that entire elephant. That's just crazy. What is it? It's, it's pointless. Yeah. Exactly. Well. It is fucking pointless. Get an end and start chopping. That's how you eat an elephant. <laughs> what? That doesn't look very tasty. Doesn't sound very tasty. Well, as a man, sometimes you got to eat a sitch sandwich. I don't want to eat the tail. Hey, that's part of being a dude. You got to eat the shit sandwich. Is it? What do you call the feet on an elephant? Is it a? It's not a hoof, right? No, and you know you still got to eat the shit sandwich. I don't care what you call it. You got to start doing it. Why? You answered that question on your own just now. No, I didn't. Sure you did. If you don't do anything, then everything's going to be the same. You're just going to be unhappy sitting in your pile of shit. <sighs> I don't know why I'm so focused on shit today. I don't know either. But, it you know. Sounds exhausting, though, Dave. That's, that's, that's life. Dude, be glad that you're in a position to be able to. To be exhausted? Sure. I'd rather not be exhausted. Then you'd be dead. No, not necessarily. You could be like on a desert island drinking a mojito and a hammock. 
if you're on it, is this a populated desert island or just you? No, I'm like, it's, I'm talking about like a tropical holiday. That would be nice. That's not life. That's a holiday. Yeah. Well, if you want to go through life on holiday, that's up to you. Well, not my whole life. Just some holidays would be good. Anyway, I'm not going to engage in this pity party because we only have like 58 seconds to go. Yeah, because you wasted eight minutes talking about China and Confucian philosophy. Wasn't a waste. It was the whole. It was the whole episode. We're done for the week. Happy Fourth. No, we're not done. Are we done? You you telling me that that that, that took half an hour? A little bit more, and we're still recording. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, so it was a little bit. All right. Is that it? It's been it, buddy. Man. I'm already drinking my beer. And you're sweating. Happy Fourth, people. You want to say anything else? I think I've said enough.